Good day, all you beautiful people. I am your host, Chris Champagne. This is Toaster Tubby Time, and I am medicated for your amusement. people welcome back to toaster tubby time as always i am your host chris and i know i made a promise to you last week that i was going to read from the screenplay that me and my friend derek wrote when we were 18 19 years old but like my mom when she broke her promise to me when we she was going to take me to a comic book shop in waterbury to get young blood number one and she told me you know what Sometimes there are things that are a little bit more important, but we will get to it. Please do not cry. You are a 16-year-old. No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I didn't cry. I threw a mild fit-ish, and I wasn't 16, I don't think. I maybe was like 11 or 12. I'd have to look at the timing of it. But anyways, <laughs> something else came up this week that I kind of decided was a more apropos topic, uh, a little bit more going back to what I started with making this podcast, and that's talking about oh, mental healthy stuff and what's good and what's bad and all of that bullshit. <laughs> As we can tell, that uh, that is going to a whole nother level. Um, yeah, today's episode is brought to you by stop giving men microphones. <laughs> no, that's, that's just, uh, yeah, there's too many fucking cis white men who have microphones making podcasts and just saying stupid ass fucking bullshit. Whereas me, I'm just sitting here talking about like, Hey, try and do good for people. Uh, let's make fun of my artwork, and uh, I'm waiting for my for my uh, DoorDash to deliver me some McDonald's, which is actually kind of true. I'm waiting for my chicken nuggies and a chocolate shake right now. So, uh, 11.36 p.m. on Friday, that's what I do. So, going back to what I really wanted to talk about is... Um, with my depression, uh, with a lot of the things that I've dealt with in my life, I tend to take a little bit of a um, defensive and pessimistic stance when it comes to things. Um, and sometimes when, when I let my guard down and I'm disappointed, it just tends to hit me a lot harder than... It, it then it should and and it's just not a good thing it's a horrible thing because i to a degree almost become like depressively pouty um which is uh god if you feel this way and you get this way too i i feel for you and overall we need to get the fuck out of that fucking mindset um yeah what, <laughs> so 
what I'm talking about is uh, this week I kind of got myself psyched into, all right, I want to get a new car. Okay. My wife just recently got a new car. Um, I have driven the same 2006 Chevy Trailblazer for the past six years. Uh, for the past, I'm going to say six, seven months. Um, that thing has been clunking and screeching and grinding and shaking and humming, uh, something fucking fierce. Um, and yeah, I know I probably need to completely redo my whole front suspension, my rear suspension, um, you know, the whole brake setup between calipers, rotors, uh, pads, um, as far as I know, the transaxle oil has never been changed in this. So, uh, that thing is probably ready to seize up at any moment. Um, it's just, it's a fucking piece of shit, but it's the piece of shit that I've had for the past six years. And that was the, the thing that I said to myself, I'm going to have this thing for about five, six years. Uh, and right now it has 2000, not 2000, 205,000 miles on it. I got it when it had 150,000. So I've driven this thing pretty well. Um, you know, maintained it as well as I could. Uh, I'm at the point now where it's probably going to be another two, three, four thousand dollars to completely redo what needs to be redone. Um, so I said to myself, okay, Chris, we're going to get a new car. And really kind of what sparked this is the fact that, uh, Mrs. Wife lady just purchased a new car. She just leased a new car. And that was my plan is I was going to lease a new car and I have, I have a goal when I lease a car is I'm just going to lease a cheap car. If the car is over $300, it is not worth my time to lease it. Uh, my wife just leased a CRV. So she went over $300. Uh, I was looking to do an HRV, which I could kind of just roughly get in at around $300 because it's a lease. It's not something that I'm going to be keeping. Um, but the thing is, I let myself get excited for this. Uh, the biggest problem that I have is that I have uh, I have debt, just like anybody else. Um, I had I have a debt consolidation loan that's I'm working on paying off, and um, I should have asked uh, Mrs. Wife Lady if I even mentioned this, but. Um, recently I had to take out and recently, I mean, within the last six months, I had to take out a loan for her because she had a debt that was, uh, she was trying to do through one of those credit, um, lawyer people who try and reduce it. I mean, basically they're not even lawyers. They, uh, really they're, they're customer service people who pretend to be a law firm. Uh, I find this out by calling them. So uh, if they were lawyers, they'd probably be the kind of lawyers who were just too lazy to be ambulance chasers. So they're more the lowest of the low. But anyway, um, you know, my wife had uh, something that went to court and they're like, OK, you need to pay this ASAP. And they really provided no representation, despite the fact that they're coming off as a law firm. They didn't have anybody represent my wife. 
So I had to take a loan to pay this off. So, you know, I, I took that loan, then I had to co-sign for my wife to uh, get her new car. And um, I don't want to say that my wife is bad with money because she is fantastic with money. Uh, but the thing is, she has a heart that is just too big. <laughs> and uh, that kind of leads to a downfall when it comes to things like money. Um, uh, I'm going to use an example of this is my 40th birthday. Uh, she had paid for me to check off one of my bucket list items, which was, we ended up flying out to Denver. Uh, she paid for us to stay at this gorgeous, um, I think it's called the Castle Marnie, uh, bed and breakfast in Denver, Colorado. Uh, and then she paid for tickets to us to go see Nathaniel Ratliff and the night sweats at Red Rocks, which going to see a band that I wanted to see at Red Rocks was absolutely a bucket list item. But anyway, so we're talking airfare, we're talking bed and breakfast, we're talking concert tickets to Red Rocks. So it's not that she's bad with her money. It's just, she has a big heart and she tries to do the best for everybody that she can. Um, so I do the best that I can for her. So over the past six months, obviously I had to take out this loan for her. I had to co-sign for her to get her new car. So when it came time for me with my debt consolidation loan that I had outstanding, I wanted to take that debt consolidation loan and I wanted to kind of roll a little bit of money to have a decent down payment into it. And I was declined. <laughs> and then I, well, I tried to roll in both debt consolidation loans uh, then I tried to just do mine with a little bit of money to do it, and I was declined. So I had unfortunately gotten myself really psyched up about getting a new car. And, you know, again, I was keeping my lease under 300 I knew what I could afford. I knew everything there. And I ended up just, you know, just shooting myself in the fucking foot. Uh, you know, again, being declined multiple times. And, um, then I just, I, I was in a fucking bluesy ass funk all day. When I got home, it's just, you know, grab Daisy and just go lay in bed because I'm in this, this bullshit funk. So <laughs> I, I realized to myself, I'm like, God, man, old Chris would have never done this. He would have never gotten excited about anything. He would have just fucking said, you know what? We're going to be fucking pessimistic. This isn't going to happen because if I let myself get excited about this possibly happening, then, you know, if it happened or if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to be like, fuck, and I'm going to be depressed, which I absolutely happened. So, um, apparently I still have some bad coping mechanisms that I have to work through with this, uh, which I'm probably going to have to Google ways to get coping mechanisms for dealing with shit like this. Um, but, I just want people to know that if you deal with shit in a pessimistic way, um, I don't want you to think that's toxic. Um, it, it's self-defensive. Uh, it's the barriers that we put up to kind of help ourselves deal with the potential for uh, a negative reaction or a negative outcome. Um, it's... <sighs> It's a bit toxic, um, but really it's kind of 
almost what we've grown up with. We've uh, we we've come to dis to expect some disappointment, um, but really, you know, I need to look at ways to and not just expect disappointment. Uh, to look at things a little bit more on the bright side. Um, and I know just by the say the, the sheer fact that I said that, uh, my friend Derek is probably listening because he listens to every episode because he's the, he's the balls and tits. He's fucking awesome like that. Um, <clears throat> and right now in his head, and again, this is a meandering thought and I'll digress in just a minute, but in his head right now, all he's thinking about is cheer up, Brian, you know what they say. Some things in life are bad. They could really make you sad. Other things just make you swear and curse. <laughs> and if you know what that's from, God, I love you. And I want to be your best friend. And well, no, I have best friends. Well, I can have many best friends. I just want to be your friend if you know what the fuck that was from. And if you know what the fuck that was from, please comment on my Facebook page what the fuck that was from because that's just awesome that you know what the fuck that's from because it's awesome. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, fuck now. Uh, going to digress, digress. Um, yeah, it's not always the best to think about things and just the negative not going to happen uh, stance. But uh, people who have led kind of a, a a rough life, whether it be through, you know, a lot of shit happening in your life or whether it be through depression, it's it's your self-defense mechanism. And, uh, you know, I absolutely respect and I love you for that because, you know, it's my self-defense mechanism. And I found, unfortunately when I don't use my self self-defense mechanism that I, you know, when I don't put up those walls, when it comes to something that I am slightly excited for, I, I get crushed. I like seriously get fucking crushed and it just, it beats me down. So, you know, right now I'm just hoping for the best that something might happen. You know, I bought a lotto ticket, so maybe I'll win the lotto and I can actually get a new car and, you know, I won't feel like I'm going to die on the highway in my car, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, I just want to, wanted to talk about that because I, I don't want people to go around thinking that they're the only way that are the only person that feels that way, that they, they put up those walls of, uh, opt uh, against optimism of pep of pessimism to defend themselves should the worst happen. Um, but again, there's not the reason to have those. I mean, we should have some kind of optimistic outlook. Um, and you know, I want to let you know that I'm here for you. And if you ever want to talk about anything like that again, please, I fucking put it up there so many times, please message me. Um, but yes, yeah, so, that is kind of what I wanted to talk about this week is my, my boundaries and my walls and my, uh, nuclear fallout shelter that I put up against optimism. Um, so this way I don't really fucking get hurt by that shit, but yeah, that's really all I have to offer on that. And, you know, again, 
I, I have to, uh, Sarah Hester Ross absolutely says it right with, uh, stop giving men microphones. So on that note, I am going to not say right now, I love you, beautiful beeholes, but I'm going to give you a little prelude. Uh, so yes, <laughs> this is drive angry written by Chris Champagne and Derek Rouleau. Interior car, driving along the road, passing other cars, voice off camera. Sometimes in life, we meet that perfect someone. Whether we know it or not is a different story. Sometimes in life, we dream of that perfect someone. Whether or not they are is another story. But sometimes in life, you just might start dreaming out loud, and then things will never be the same. The world will change, and the people around you will begin to change. But the scariest change will be in yourself. And you might never even know it happened. Exterior stretch of deserted road. In the distance, there appears to be a car on the side of the road. As the car gets closer to the driver, a white male, who appears to be the ages of 18 and 22, smoking a cigarette, notices a female on the side of the road trying to hitch a ride. The, oh, wow. Now my voice cracked. <laughs> the male pulls over to the side of the road and gets out of his car. Female. Thank God you showed up. I've been waiting here for two for about two hours and not a single car has driven by. Guy, no problem. What seems to be the problem? Female, I don't know. I was driving and all of a sudden my car just died on me. Can you help me? Guy, sure. Let me see your keys. I'll see if I can start her up. Because, yeah, that's really just a misogynistic thing is just thinking, hey, the woman didn't try to fucking start the car. God, that was the first page, and I'm going to fucking <laughs> hate myself this whole thing. Uh, she tosses him the keys, which he catches with all the grace in that macho guy style. Fuck me. Uh, he opens the door and tries to turn the car on. When it won't start, he looks at the gas meter and notices she's out of gas. Because, yeah, that's what we're going to do is we're going to assume the woman is just fucking out of gas and couldn't think of that. I think I found your problem. Sorry, see here, the problem is that you're out of gas. I can give you a lift to the nearest gas station. It's about two miles from here. I don't think you really want to walk far in those boots. The female appears to be the same age as the guy dressed in a miniskirt and go-go boots. Yeah, because I was not fucking whacking off to my fucking self there. Sorry, uh, sidebar. <laughs> she fits the typical dream girl look of all male nocturnal emissions. Yeah, well, there we go. I just mentioned it. The duo, the duo hop into the guy's beat up 87 Plymouth Horizon, which I had 87 Plymouth Horizon hatchback. So I kind of wrote this about me. Wow. I wrote myself as a dick. As the guy gets ready to start the car, he turns to the girl and says, guy, I never got your name. <laughs> and it should say, girl, my name is Jennifer, but my friends all call me Jenny with an I. I know that that I with an I was at the end that I wrote. I'm Steve, but my friends call me Skeeter. It's a long story, but you can just call me Steve. It's nice to meet you, Jenny. Okay. Uh, yeah, at that, I'm going to leave that. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get into more of that. I'm going to have to reread this whole thing and get into more of this for next week's. But, yeah, that's what you get to look forward to. Don't you feel lucky? <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> I'm fucking killing myself. On that note, uh, let's see. Where's my, where's my McDonald's? Um, uh, uh, 
it says it's 71 to 81 minutes away, but I have McDonald's like right in my town. So, oh, now it says 44 to 54. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen. We'll see what happens with my McDonald's. I'll let you know next time. Uh, but on that note, I just want to say, I just want to say, and I want to let you guys know, I love you, beautiful beeholes. Please kind of comment on my Facebook because I really love to hear you guys. Um, I love you, and I will talk to you next time. It's the way you walk. It's the way you talk. It's the way you shine. It's the way that turn in a walking on in a walking night. And I'm sorry not to follow me.